to me, I get my powers from the ocean, you know, my creative powers. It's like, it's, it's, it's where I, I come up with, with ideas when I have problems, when I am extremely stressed out, when I can't figure out um, the answer to something, it's where I go to figure out, you know, to get clarity, to, to figure it out. Hey folks, welcome to the latest episode of the Ecosystem Member Podcast. We are stoked to have you and grateful you are taking the time to listen. Our guest this week really blew me away. I've talked to a lot of interesting folks who are doing amazing work on environmental responsibility, both on this podcast and my other podcast, You Can't Eat Money. But I don't think I've had someone on who is as thoughtful and genuine as our guest for this episode. John Moore is the creative director and co-founder of environmentally responsible clothing brand Outer Known. If you haven't heard of John, you've probably heard of his co-founder, Kelly Slater, widely considered to be the greatest surfer of all time. A decade or so ago, as John recounts in this episode, Kelly asked the earliest members of the Outer Known team if they had really thought about their clothes and where they come from. Despite many doubters, including one very high-profile fashion industry executive, about the relevance of sustainability in clothing, Outer Known has been built on it since day one. As you'll find out in this episode, John was the perfect person to bring this to life. With 30 years of experience in the apparel industry, including being one of GQ's Menswear Designers of the Year in 2014, as well as a host of other creative projects, John was open-minded and connected enough to the natural world to unlearn some of the fashion industry's worst tendencies. And a lot of that inspiration, as you'll hear, comes from his time growing up in the valleys of Southern California and spending time in the surf lineup near his home in Venice Beach. If you listen to this podcast and care about wild spaces and the natural world, you probably know about the worst of the fashion industry. If you want to get the dirty details, I highly recommend checking out the book Unraveled by Maxine Beda, but I only tell you that so you can understand just how important and impressive the work Outer Known is doing to track its entire supply chain and drive responsible innovation for people and planet, as John puts it in the episode. Huge thanks to John for taking time to chat, and I really appreciate him sharing his deep relationship with nature and how that informs his work at Outer Known. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you do, please leave us a positive rating on your favorite podcast platform and share the episode with anyone who might be keen to have a more considered closet. Without further delay, here's the latest episode of the Ecosystem Member Podcast with John Moore, creative director and co-founder of the sustainable clothing brand Outer Known. Today on the Ecosystem Member Podcast, we have John Moore, the creative director and co-founder of Outer Known. Thanks for joining us today, John. Thanks, Rick. As the creative lead of one of the most environmentally responsible clothing brands on the planet, how do you describe your individual, your personal relationship with nature? Wow. Um, I start every day in the ocean. So, you know, I think that's probably the best place to start with the, the conversation. You know, I, uh, I wake up early naturally. And I always go to the sea. You know, I feel like it's a place that I've always felt most comfortable. I consider myself very lucky to have always lived close enough to the ocean to have that opportunity. It grounds me. Uh, it cleanses me. It's a place where I, I'm able to do my best thinking. Um, when I paddle out at first light, uh, I'm usually the first one in the water and I'm either alone for an hour or I'm surfing with two or three other people. And so it's, you know, it's really peaceful and 
you really feel one with nature and you feel just connected to this um, much larger thing that's that's everywhere that's global but this is this is my space and so you know that's been a consistent for me more or less my whole life but I really prioritize it as as an adult with all the other um, chaotic schedules and, and busyness and deadlines um, it's the one thing that uh, I make sure I prioritize uh, almost daily that's awesome and it's been a, a consistent theme throughout some of our guests who have talked about the connection between surfers and the environment why do you think surfers you know have such a, a special and unique connection with the earth through through the ocean well I think naturally being out there you know I, I mentioned this but you you realize you're you're part of this much bigger thing and i grew up surrounded by nature so it wasn't just the ocean uh i grew up in this little slice of the hills between like ventura county and malibu and you know as a kid the hills were my backyard and you know it was a similar feeling of just being out there and being in tune with with the birds and the clouds and I can at any time of day tell you what time it is just by, you know, the where the light is in the sky or even what season it is by, you know, the elevation of of the light in the sky or when the sun rises or when the sun sets. And so, you know, I think just from that earliest age, having those places to go, it just really you start noticing what we're doing to those places so quickly because you're there every day and you, you know, for me, I live in a very urban uh, coastal environment. Um, so I live in Venice beach and you can imagine how packed those beaches get and how uh, littered those beaches get. And so, you know, it's, you can't help but kind of see, to me, it's like a barometer of culture at large, like, what's happening on the beach, what's happening on my hikes through the local mountains. You know, it's, I, I feel it with every nerve in my body. And, you know, it's just, I think we being surfers, we, we have to be environmentalists. Uh, we have to think about how to live in more har harmony with, with these elements. And I don't think all surfers do it to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I think, um, I'm glad to hear it's a common thread on your podcast. And I do speak to a lot of people that think this way. But I also, you know, it's uh, it tends to be a selfish sport. You don't have a lot of time when you're in and out of the water. And I don't know if everyone thinks this way. But I do, for me, it's always been that place I go that keeps me in tune with with the world. And, and with, um, I listen to, to the wind. I, I watch the light. Not every morning is spectacular out there, which is, I think everyone's always like, oh, it's amazing you start your day like that. Maybe three to five mornings a year are just spectacular. The low clouds and, you know, pristine glassy conditions and the, the sun's uh, reflecting off the bottom of the clouds and it's just the whole sky is lit up and you're just like, you, you can't, you've never... Uh, seen anything more beautiful and to be a part of those are so memorable and you know I'll, like I'll, I'll think about that and I'll take that with me um, it'll last for days there's other mornings where 
the wind's on it early and it's on shore and, you know, it's messy and, you know, maybe it's crowded early or something. And it's just, you know, like what I'm saying is you kind of learn how to go with the flow. You just learn how to roll with it. But you also realize that we're all connected, everything. Like I feel like from my little place in the lineup in Los Angeles, I'm connected to you and in the UK and everyone else, because like, we're just like, we're all part of this big thing. And like, when we push or pull on something, it affects everything else. To me, it's just, um, it's impossible to ignore it. And I'm very thankful for it. I, I, I couldn't imagine, to me, I get my powers from the ocean, you know, my creative powers. It's like, it's, it's, it's where I, I come up with, with ideas when I have problems, when I, I'm extremely stressed out when I can't figure out um, the answer to something. It's where I go to figure out, you know, to get clarity, to to figure it out. So in that sense, I'm also extremely in debt to the sea and to nature in general. And so I feel a responsibility to protect it at all costs. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of how I see it. Um, a place that brings me so much joy and inspiration uh i need to give it back that's beautiful so you have this role as the the creative lead and the co-founder at outer known which is you know has so much heritage in in the ocean and the sea with your your co-founder kelly slater that release that space that you get from the ocean that connection to the surf culture that understanding and what you see every day, you know, in the ocean and, and like you mentioned, some of the waste and, and the way that we treat it, you know, in a negative way sometimes. So how does that inform the work you do at Outer Known? There's so many things that lead up to that question. I mean, I've said it so many times over, over the years, but I'm a lifer in the apparel industry. So surfing has been a consistent thread for me um, throughout the decades, but I've also worked in the fashion industry now for 30 years. Part of like my ability to navigate outer known creatively comes from this moral compass that was derived from years of experiencing our impact on the front lines of fashion. I'm at the same time connected to nature. Like I, I was talking about that's tends to be where so many of the ideas come from and clarity comes from, but there's this, this conflict of the reality of, of, of what our industry, the impact our industry has had historically. And so, you know, for me, it's like trying to find the balance um, across those two always is, is so important. You can't unsee what you've seen firsthand. I'm a very uh, sensitive person and, you know, I think a lot of creatives are. And so, telling you how my feelings sort of like um, move with with the patterns in the ocean and the weather, um, same thing happens in fashion. And so, you know, I know like from our earliest days, I, I remember getting on a phone call with Kelly. It honestly might've been our first official meeting without her known. It was, it was the two of us and two other partners and we were all in separate parts of the world, but he asked the question, you know, have you guys ever thought about what are we wearing and where is it coming from? Sounds obvious now, 10 years later, it's kind of like everyone's thinking about being more transparent. But at the time, it wasn't a question that was asked of me ever as a, as a 
as a designer, as a creative director, as a creative partner for brands, like the conversation was always, how quickly can we bring this to life? How big do you think this can be? Uh, how fast can we make this? How affordable can we make this? So I knew this was going to be really different. That was this critical time in really creating a foundation that was unbreakable. I mean, we used to say we may or may not be successful, but we are going to do everything possible to go further than anyone else has ever gone before in our commitment to sustainability. So when you ask me about just how do I apply it creatively, I mean, I know this sounds crazy to say, but I used to talk a lot about the challenges and the difficulties. But, you know, for me, making the right choices for people on planet now, it just, it feels like business is normal. It feels like the back of my hand, like breathing. It doesn't mean it's easy. I'm not saying that. It just means that it's become a fundamental building block to everything that we do. And it means that we wouldn't do it any other way. We'll never compromise. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can't do as a brand and that's okay. We don't need to be everything to everybody. What we do, I'd like to believe we do extremely well and our customers can sleep good at night knowing that we went the extra mile to use the preferred fibers, to not use any harmful chemicals and to make sure we're treating our workforce with the utmost regard. As a designer, as a creative, it's just an, it's another building block. And when you come into each day, um, knowing that that's, this is the way that we do it, you figure out how to um, come up with the solutions on the way to bring the vision to life. And you have quite the pedigree. I, I won't make you list off some of these, <laughs> these names, but you know, one of GQ's menswear designers of the year, I think in 2014, you essentially created the brand Hollister while working for Abercrombie and Fitch, Modern Amusement. And I read that you were at a dinner, I think with Mickey Drexler, the former CEO of Gap and J Crew, And he told you that nobody cares about sustainability. <laughs> yeah. So now that you've been on this outer known journey, yeah. do you think that's true? I think at the time, this this goes back 10 years ago, and yes, I was there, Kelly was there. At the time, sustainability wasn't the word it is today. And, you know, he was making a point coming from where he sat. He was still a part of the world of J. Crew, And, you know, I, I, I think he, I don't believe it, Rick, is the short answer. I mean, it wasn't just Mickey. Everyone in... Kelly and my professional sphere thought we were nuts. <laughs> it's going to cost too much money. It's going to be too hard. It's going to, you're not going to be able to figure it out. Just put Kelly's name on t-shirts, uh, sell it for the best possible price and, you know, trade off that, the celebrity of, of, of the greatest surfer of all time. Yeah, uh, that might've been the path some would have taken taken. That was definitely not the path Kelly wanted to take. Uh, that would not have been something I would have signed up for. So, you know, like I said, we, we knew we were, we were setting out to do something different. We, we've always said we wanted to smash the formula, smash the traditional formulas of everything we had uh, learned and known before. We knew it wouldn't be easy, but I'm glad they said that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad Mickey said that. That was 
wind in our sails and you know it uh propelled us to to figure it out it was shortly thereafter that kelly and i and todd glazer a, a, a wonderful photographer who documented much of the earliest days of our brand we went to slovenia uh to figure out what something called econo was all about um you know this uh regenerative nylon six fiber that came from fishing nets and 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 the outcasts of of uh furniture moldings and industrial carpeting and like kelly slater in slovenia i had never been there i couldn't have pointed to a map and told you where it was before but like going to these places to see with our our own eyes to to figure out like is there a better way to do things we didn't know we were learning on the job there wasn't a a playbook for sustainability but um you know i said no one used the word back then now it, it seems like it's overused i'm glad it's something everyone talks about i'm not sure everyone under, understands it you know for me i i tend to use the word responsible innovation and we just we we try to at every touch point incorporate as much responsible innovation as possible but uh uh i'm thankful for for mickey question questioning our 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 vision i love that you you, and everybody else who doubted us yeah Yeah. that's fantastic so you know coming from the creative side i think a lot of that conversation around sustainability responsible innovation seems to come at it from the materials side so as a creative lead how does that conversation impact your work and and the the ideas you're trying to bring to life through outer known well um great question there's a lot of layers to it uh, we move a lot slower. It's just, it's a reality of, um, you know, we we have to be much more methodical with everything we do. We have to vet every supplier much more thoroughly. So, you know, I said earlier, we can't do everything and that's okay. I was just on a, a supplier trip, a two-week trip to Portugal and Italy. And Every single day we went to a different supplier. These were manufacturers, they were uh, mills, they were spinners, they were intake centers for uh, recycled materials. On day five or six of the of our tours, uh, I think we were in Prato, Italy, and uh, one of our hosts was taking us on the specific day he took us to four different places. Four different places that he partners up with to make the recycled yarns that are going into our sweaters. I felt this overwhelming sense of gratitude for what I was experiencing firsthand, the people, the process, you know, as I walked through the sorting facility, there were four gentlemen uh, sitting on the floor, meticulously sorting these small scraps of recycled fabrics into color stories. So those color stories could be bunched up to be recycled to create similar color uh, new fibers without having to use dyes. And like nature, this, this, this whole idea was playing out before my eyes, like how, how it's not just me in the water in the morning, or it's not just Outer Known's ability to tell this story through our website or through our retail experience. It's like all of these small pieces are connected to bring this to life, you know, down to the smallest little scraps and fibers to bring this 
responsible innovation to life. And so that was such a, that was so powerful to me. Yes, at the end of the day, Adonon gets to tell these amazing stories. And that's a big part of the lifeblood of creating the energy that we do in marketing and, and getting the word out there. But it wouldn't be possible without the supply network. And so we used to move really fast. Anything else I did before, you mentioned a lot of those other projects. I mean, it was always moving fast, cutting corners, uh, doing things as affordable as possible to protect the biggest possible margin for for the brand. And, you know, this is so much different. I get this rush when I get to visit some of these suppliers and I get to see firsthand what they're doing with all of this innovation and, and, and discover a fabric that previously I couldn't find. So this happened on this trip to uh, Prato. Like we were in this, it was a facility called Manteca and we were up in their uh, material innovation lab. And I had been looking for these uh, materials for women's and just to see I had already done some of these tours, so I understood what was going into uh, the smallest details that were, were, was going into making this fabric that I had been looking for for 10 years, but then I found it. And, you know, that to me was worth the extra time and the discipline and everything that it takes uh, to get there. So that's not an everyday thing. Uh, here, but when it happens, it's 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 really beautiful. It's inspiring, and you know, it's um, we might only be able to put a few of those things out a season, but uh, we're we're very proud to. I love that, and we'll we'll end here with a little bit of advice. So you have, as you said, thirty years of experience in the apparel industry. You worked in different elements of it from um, your your time with Hollister to now at Outer Known. If someone's thinking about how they want to start building a more environmentally responsible wardrobe, what advice would you have for them? I love this question. I'll just answer it very personally. Don't throw anything out. Let's start there. Um, the most responsible items of clothing you have is what you already own. And I, I wear a lot of outer known. I also wear a lot of vintage. I cherish my vintage. And, you know, when you buy less, buy better, buy used, repair your stuff. Like you hear that all the time. It's true. Stay away from trends, lean into timeless heirloom items, you know, versatile items built to last. And, you know, when you have something that works for you, go with it. It's most important that we feel comfortable in our clothes. And so, you know, I just think, um, yeah, someone asked me that question the other day and I think they were ready to just like clean out their whole closet and replace it without an on. We'd love to have the support. Um, but you know, don't throw out your stuff, recycle it, put it back into the supply chain. There's so much innovation now around recycling cottons and, uh, synthetics and, um, even taking apart blends to recycle in their own respective ways. But, uh, you know, I, I think what we need to do now as a culture is, is use what we have, keep things in circulation, and um, buy smart. Do you do you really need it? You know, like uh, buy buy products that are built to last, whether it's from us or from someone else. Um, to me, sustainability is just you know one of those really critical inherent benchmarks of quality. So 
yes, we're very thankful if you come to us, but like just buy from other brands that are thinking like us and augment it with um, your favorite products that are already in your closet and buy recycled and vintage whenever possible. Awesome. Thank you so much for the advice and, and thanks so much for the time, John. I, I really appreciate it. And I definitely encourage everyone to check out Outer Known. Yeah, thanks, Rick.